0: as we continue our sermon series on the battlegrounds when we look at some of the battlegrounds of the Old Testament especially the Old Testament battles they reveal a great deal of information on who and how our God operated in those olden days and what are his strategies what are the strategies he taught to the children of God as they were fighting against their enemies. Children of God, as they were wandering in the wilderness, they had a lot of enemies. Always there are enemies. Do we have enemy? Yes, we all have enemy. You know, sometimes the enemy operates, the devil operates through human. And you know, he presents themselves as our enemy. But the real enemy is not human, not people, but the devil himself. The devil himself is against our lives. And God always helped the children of Israel to define those strategies as they worked against their enemies. Now going through these earlier olden days battlegrounds and understanding the strategies that God defined for the children of Israel. Those strategies will really help us because we are dealing with the same enemy. Our God is an unchanging God. He is the same God. And he is the same enemy we are dealing with. So those strategies will really help us to fight the good fight that God has called us to fight. So today we are going to deal with another battleground from the Old Testament. So before we do that, we all stand for a moment to recite our declaration of war. Let's go. Number one, we declare... That we are in war with the kingdom of darkness. Our war is not a physical war as we don't fight against flesh and blood. We will not give up. We will not compromise. We will not lose our focus. We will fight and gain victory. We are more than conquerors. We will make damage to the kingdom of darkness. We don't fight on our own strength. We fight in the name of Jesus who stripped the principalities and the powers of darkness at the cross. We are not alone in this battle. The captain of our army is marching forward. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty in God for pulling down strong we wear the whole armor of God the belt of truth the breastplate of righteousness the shoes of the gospel the shield of faith the helmet of salvation the sword of the spirit the word of God and we are ready for the battle in Jesus name we declare we affirm and we engage ourselves in war amen please be seated So today we are going to look into, we are in fact going to get into another battleground called the battleground of Ziglag. Can you say that with me? The battleground of Ziglag. It's a mind-boggling destruction of the city of Ziglag. Not only that the enemies came there and they took the wives and children of David's men as captives and they went away. It was such a war that took place in the city of Ziklag when David and his men were away from that city. We read this story in 1 Samuel chapter 30. So if you have your Bibles open, you can keep a placeholder there in 1 Samuel chapter 30. So we are going to read a couple of scriptures in a moment. So before we really get there, I want to give an introduction, little bit of background on this chapter. And as we know the story Saul was seeking to kill David. And he was on the run because he was sure David Saul is going to kill him one day. And anyway he said I'm going to die in the hands of by the hands of Saul so he decided to escape to the Philistines. Who are the Philistines? Who are Philistians? Right. So Noah's son's generation. And they are for God. They are against God. They are against the children of God. So Saul, as Saul was chasing David to kill him, David went to the Philistines. i are not sure whether it's the right thing or wrong thing. But that's what David did. And David, along with 600 men, he took all the 600 men and went to the Philistine, land of Philistia. And David, he made an alliance with Achish, the king of Philistines. And he made an agreement with Achish, the king of Gath, a Philistine country. And David asked Achish, why should I really dwell in the royal city? Give me a country place. I will go and reside myself in that country. So Achish gave him siglag. And David went there. And along with his 600 men and women and children, he kind of settled down in Ziklag. David he raided the neighboring countries of the jeshurites and Geriz- and Jerusites and the Amalekites, and he brought the plunders, sheep, camel, oxen, he and and and, and well, you know, well, very well-priced garments. He brought everything and he gave to Akish. so that has become a habit for him to go and fight and get the plunders and give because he was a man of war David was a man of war and he had 600 mighty men along with him and that's what he used to do now the Philistines they wanted to go war against Israel can you imagine David is part of Philistines and the Philistines they want to go and war against Israel now David made an agreement yes he agreed to go against whom? against Israel David agreed to go against the children of God and in fact Achish was very happy because David is a man of war and he gave him a title by name chief guardian I don't know how the chief guardian fits in the army but that was the title given to David chief guardian and David was very happy to go and fight against the children of God we read that in first Samuel chapter 28 we'll not go there now now the Philistines encamped in Apoc and the Israelites in Jezreel, they are just getting ready for war. Now the princes of the Philistines, not Achish, not the king, but the princes of the Philistines, they identified David in their army. David, remember he, called, he killed Goliath. And now David is fine in their army and he is right there to fight against the children of God. The princes were not happy. They were questioning, why are these Hebrew boys here? What are they doing in our army? If we continue to keep the Hebrew boys in our army, they will become a danger to the Philistine army. I mean, it's very logical to think about it. And they went to Achish and said, we cannot have David and his men in our army. And Achish called David and said, I would like to keep you. I want you to be part of my army but because of my princess I'm not able to continue with you. And David took all the 600 men back. He was not happy about it. He went back to Ziglag and he said I will still continue to provide you support. I will war from Ziglag even though I'm not directly coming against the children of Israel but I will fight for you. You know, David is drawn in such a situation where he was afraid of Saul, but now he is fighting, he is willing to fight against the children of God. And David, Bible says, David ruled Ziglag for 16 months, just 16 months. And he made the city as a very strong military base to fight against the Amalekites. Even the Philistines, they were fighting against the Amalekites as well as the children of God. And Ziklag had been made a strong city. Many of the men of David, the 600 men, they are just young warriors. And they all got married. They all got beautiful wives. And you know, very few of them had children on that day. And they all joined in the Philistine army. Now as the city was not guarded because David and his men, they were with Akish and they're on the way back to Ziklag. And that's the scene they want to bring in front of you. That's what we read in First Samuel chapter 30 verses 1 to 6. The Amalekites came against Ziglag, knowing that the city is not guarded because men were not there. They wanted to take all the beautiful women from that city and children from that city as captives. Let's turn to 1 Samuel chapter 30 verses 1 through 6. Now it happened when David and his men came to Ziklag. On the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south of Ziklag, attacked Ziklag and burned it with fire. We are talking about the battleground of Ziklag. And had taken captive the women and those who were there from small to great. They did not kill anyone but carried them away and went their way. And now David is coming back and all his men together. So David and his men came to the city and there it was burned with fire. The whole city was burned with fire and their wives and their sons and their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David, David's two wives, Ahinoam, the Jezreelites, and Abigail the widow of Nabal the Carmelite had been taken captive. When David and his men came and saw the city of Ziglag they saw fire everywhere, smoke is rising because the whole city is burned but people, the men and women and children, they were taken as captives. David's both the wives, they were taken as captives. The township of Ziglag Is turned into a battleground. Can you imagine David had only 16 months to build that city. And he brought all his effort to build that city. And we see the enemy coming over there and setting fire to that city. And taking men and women as captive. You know this is what the enemy does. All the hard effort that we put in the kingdom of God, all the hard effort that you put to build your family, you have moved from one location to the other location thinking that things will fall on your way. But when you come there, you find, you still find, the enemy is still following you. The enemy is still trying to do things against us. The township of Ziglag is turned into a battleground. When David and his men returned, they were so distressed by seeing the devastation that had taken place in the city of Ziglag. Ziglag is totally destroyed. The city is burned with fire and their wives and sons and daughters were taken as captives. And David's two wives, both Aginoam and Abigail, they were taken as captives. And those whom with David, all the 600 men, they were with David so far. They found out the city is burned. All their effort is wasted. And they found out their wives and their children, they are taken as captives. They were ready to stone David to kill him. Those who were with him, they were raising against. You know, this is what the enemy does. People who are with us, we see they rising against us. We think that you know, we can put our trust in them. We think that you know, we can rely on them. They will help us. They will do things in our lives. But even he does things in such a way that they, he will stimulate, he will raise people against us. So David was about to be stoned to death. David had no other way other than what we read in verse 4. Then David and the people who were with him, they lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. Can you imagine the city is burned and everyone is gone and David and men are coming and David is about to be killed and they are just kneeling down, their forehead is touching the ground and they are crying unto the Lord and the way they cried from morning till evening they cried until they had no more power to weep. You know in our culture, in most of our culture, all of our culture we don't see really men weeping. in Publicly, men may weep. But then in publicly men may not weep. But in in, in the Mediterranean and you know in those times in the Middle East. Men weep like women. I don't know whether you have seen. They are willing to. they, They stand in public and then they weep. It's part of the culture over there. Here we see David and the men along with him. They were just weeping and crying. Strategy number one. As we fight against the enemy of our souls. Strategy number one. Admit your circumstances. Can you read this with me? Admit your circumstances. When David came there, all that he sees is the total distraction and total devastation. And David was not pretending as if you know he's a mighty man. No, 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 no. He is just admitting the situation, admitting his circumstances, and he's crying out to God. You know, in our spiritual battle, God wants us to admit our circumstances. God wants us to realize the helpless situation that we are in today. God wants us to realize the inability that we are, we are stuck somewhere in our spiritual life. I keep getting call from people saying that I'm not able to pray, I don't want to pray. I'm not able to read Bible, I don't want to read Bible. I don't find myself relevant to the word of God anymore. You know, there is a spiritual battle that is going on in all of us. Some of us, you know, are not able to come on Sunday morning at all. Every Sunday morning, we are sick. There is a spiritual battle. Some of our prayer life is totally broken, totally shattered. We are not able to move further because there is a spiritual battle. first strategy is to admit our circumstances. You know, if we do not realize the situation we are in, nobody can help us. Admitting our circumstances tells us that we are depending on God, and not on our ability. When the circumstances are moving beyond a situation, there is nothing we can do to repair that. We need to just trust in God. We need to just depend on God. David came there and he realized the situation and he is admitting himself. That's the reason for that cry. Many times we don't realize that, that a fight is going on within us. Whether to believe God or to disbelieve, whether to trust in God, whether to follow God, or may not follow him anymore. There is a fight that is going on within us, and that fight continues to grow within our children. And they are not sure what to do, because parents are not sure, and children are not sure where to go, what to do. That fight still continues. And didn't you think about David, I want, you to bring, I want to bring the attention on David now. He was in the lowest time of his life. He had never experienced such thing in his life. King Saul was seeking to kill David. And David is so afraid that someday he is about to be killed. He is going to be perished by King Saul. So anyway, he decided to flee to the Philistines. And he did that. He made made an agreement with the Philistine king Achish. And you remember the way he presented himself to Achish? He presented himself to the Philistine king as if he is insane. He had bird, and he was sitting at the gate, and his saliva is flowing through the bird. You know, that's how he presented himself. David is in a very low state of his life. Some of us do. Some of us do. And David disobeyed God many times, and a couple of times at least. We read that in 1 Samuel 22. There was a prophecy that came from the prophet Gad, Asking him not to leave Judah. Asking him to be in Judah. David did not obey. When we don't obey God. And when we try to jump out of the fence. And try to move from the place where God wants us to be. We will be in the lowest state of our life. And Gad told him to stay in Judah. But then David escaped from there. Went to the Philistines. And David many times he had to lie to Achish. In fact, he had to tell him that I am going to fight against the Israelites. But he was not going to fight against the Israelites. He was fighting against the Jeshurites and Gerusites and the Amalekites. And he will bring the plunder. He will kill everybody. And he will bring the plunder and give it to Akish, saying that I got this much from Israel. He will not bring any people. If anybody comes, they will say that no, 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 I am not an Israelite. I am from the other countries. So he will make sure he will kill everybody and bring only the plunder and give it to Akish. He was lying to him many times now David lost his family both of his wives he lost and not only him alone but the men around him they lost their family and their they lost their children there is no reason why David cannot be stoned there is no reason why David cannot be stoned it was a very lonely moment for David. You know, Think about that man of God who was ordained by God as a king even at the very early age who fought against Philistines and killed Goliath. And now he is brought to the lowest time in his life. And David is feeling lonely because all the 600 men are no more with him, no more for him. Admitting his circumstances. Verse 6 says, but David strengthened himself. In the Lord is it possible when a man is brought to such a low state in his life now that gives me hope that gives us hope it is still possible to be strengthened in the Lord now I just want to throw some more light here Life's challenges unexpected events and the worries that concern about future the loss of the dear ones and loss of hope make us to get upset at times in our lives listen to me this morning we said strategy number one was to admit our circumstances strategy number two is to come out of the circumstances can you say that with me come out of your circumstances can you say that out loud come out of your everybody everybody open your mouth come out of your circumstances this morning God wants you to come out of the circumstances that you are in and come out and ask what is next God what do you have in store for me think about David he was in such a lowly state David was left all alone in the battle I use this quote many times, Dr. Billy Graham, he says once, he said, loneliness has never been a respecter of persons. The world's greatest artists, writers and composers, kings and queens, carpenters and plumpers have experienced loneliness in their life. A great king, a great man of God is experiencing loneliness in the lowest state of his life. David right here as we read about this story, the battleground of Ziklag. Remember, David is in the battleground. We may be feeling lonely at home. We may be feeling lonely inside our closet. But David is in the battleground. There is a great expectation from his life to bring back all those who are taken as captives. And David is feeling lonely. Bible says, he strengthened himself in the Lord. I want you to listen to this. Bible doesn't say David prayed. No. Listen to me. Bible did not say that David prayed. Bible did not say God strengthened him. Bible says, David, can you have the six, verse six? David strengthened himself in the Lord. Read that with me, the last part of verse six. But David strengthened himself in the Lord. When you go to such a lowly state, such a lowest state of your life, it is still possible to be strengthened. Do not keep saying that I'm praying about it. I'm reading my Bible. I keep praying about it. It is up to us to come out of the situation. It is up to us to come out of the situation. You cannot say that God will come and pull me out. Bible did not say David prayed there. There is no prayer at all. David strengthened himself in the Lord. It is not a prayer thing. It is the thing that we need to do. We need to do. We cannot blame God for everything. No, 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 no. It is something that we need to do. The Bible doesn't say that God strengthened David. No, but it says David strengthened himself in the Lord. It is not a God thing. It is a man thing. When you take the initiative, then you'll see the hand of God. As long as you wait for God to move you, You are not going to move. Things are not going to happen. But God is saying it is not a God thing really. It is David who has to take the initiative. And David did not give up. He did not throw the weapon and said, it's all done. I'm walking away. Bible says he strengthened himself in the Lord. He was not really thinking about quitting at all. No, 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 no. You know, we quit easily, but he was not thinking about quitting. He was thinking about Starting something, he was thinking about starting something. A man who was in the, such a lowly state, he thinking about what can we do next for the Lord. There was stealing, there was destruction, there was captivity, and God didn't tell anything to do anything to David to start. God, in fact, He did not tell those things earlier to David. Now, I was just putting myself in that situation. I may think that. I am a child of God. I am a man of God. God could have told me before they come and hit against Ziklag. No, God did not tell him anything. God did not show him anything. Many of us spend our days and months asking God, why God? All of us ask, right, that question. Why God? Many times we feel bitterness against God. Because God did not protect us. God did not provide us. God allowed this to happen in my life. Why God why But all through the Bible from the gen from the book of Genesis till the revelation there is only one answer to that question is in Romans 8:28 if you know what is Romans 8:28 Romans 8:28 says all things work together for good to those who love God amen all things work together for those who love God that is the answer We know that God's hand is upon us. God's hand is upon us to protect us not to destroy us. David knew that very well clearly even though he went away from God, even though he disobeyed God, he knew very well that God is the ultimate source. God is the ultimate authority and that's the reason Bible says David strengthened himself. In the Lord. The question is not why God didn't protect you, but this is how the critical question should be. The critical question is will you stand up, encourage yourself in the Lord, not accepting to compromise with the loss, not accepting anything less in your relationship with the Lord? At least that the relationship you used to have, God wants us to bring back to that point. If we stand up, we will recover the loss. If we stand up for God, we will recover the loss. You know, David and his men turned the situation upside down. Now listen to me. The moment they decided not to accept the loss. The moment they decided to stop crying and start doing something. The moment they decided to encourage themselves in the Lord. We see something happening there. Strategy one said we need to admit our circumstances strategy two we need to come out of our circumstances now strategy three says stand up against your circumstances can you say that with me stand up against your circumstances standing up against the loss standing up against the discouragements that are trying to overpower us standing up against not compromising with the loss that took place Standing up against, not really settle, settling down for the lowest things. God is asking us to stand up against the circumstances. This morning, I believe God is speaking to us. As the story continues, back to First Samuel chapter 30 verses 11 to 15, shall we read, Then they found an Egyptian, and they, they inquired the Lord, and the Lord said, Go for war. I will give you all that you lost in Ziglag. I will give everything in your hand. And the David and the 400 men, they started pursuing according to the word of God. And verse 11 says, as they were in the wilderness, started to find the, uh, finding out where they are kept as captives. Then they found an Egyptian in the field and brought him to the David. And they gave him bread and he ate. And they let him drink water. And they gave him a piece of cake of figs and two clusters of raisins. So when he had eaten, his strength came back to him. A strange story. For he had eaten no bread and not drunk water for three days and three nights. Then David said to him, to whom you belong and where are you from? And he said, I am a young man from Egypt. Servant of an Amalekite and my master left me behind because three days ago I fell sick. We made an invasion of the southern area of the uh, the in the territory which belonged to Judah and of the southern area of Caleb and we burned Ziklag with fire and David said to him, can you take me down to this troop? So he said, swear to me by God that you will neither kill me nor deliver me into the hands of my master and I will take you down to this troop. They're coming across a strange man in the desert and he was an Egyptian young boy and in the, that Egyptian young boy has become a guide for David and his men to find out where they are hiding their wives and children. Amen? The story is taking a turn here. In the spiritual warfare of winning souls, you know, that's the picture I got, I don't know why, how. In the spiritual warfare of winning souls, every individual that we come across in our life is important, amen? Let's not neglect anybody, whether he is having eyes or not having eyes, whether he is having dress or not, whether he is having tattoos all around his body, whether he is having studs hanging everywhere in his body, in the guise of God, every soul is important. We don't want to be like that, but God wants us to love them, amen? Amen. Whatever caste they belong to. Whatever sect they belong to. Whatever group and nationality they belong to. God wants us to love them. Now in the spiritual warfare. God brings people on our way. And here comes an Egyptian man. David's men were in the wilderness. They were searching for their inverters. Their robbers who attacked Ziglag. You know that's the mission they were on. So on the way they found this Egyptian man. Egyptian man of world. Worldly man not a godly man, abandoned by his Amalekite master, Amalekite's man of flesh, abandoned by them because they are grandson of Esau. He was left to be died, left to die here in the wilderness. It's really astonishing us to see how much David's men cared about this man, this slave from Egypt and Bible says David's men gave him water. They are already in the desert. Water is you know very precious resource in the desert and they had all the water they had they gave to the Egyptian slave. They also gave him dried fruit which is very easy to keep. Dried fruits in the wilderness certainly and dried fruits they they, they contain really a lot of sugar so that brought energy to this man and he did not eat for three days and three nights. So these men of David, they did all things and showed all the kindness to a stranger. They had no clue, they had no reason to expect anything good from this man. Listen to me. That did not become clear for them until until he was brought to David. Now as the man became a stranger, he was a stranger suddenly. And he was strengthened now by feeding him and now he began to talk. I don't know whether he spoke the same language, probably not. But David's men, they could at least recognize a few words what this man, what the slave was trying to say. And when he said he knew something related to zig-lag, David became David's men became very curious. They thought we will take this man to... David, they brought him to David. Now listen to me, the slave And when David asked him, who are you? Where are you? He said the slave, I had a master who was one of the robbers and he said, I was helping the master to attack and I made that attack against many cities of this region, but when I came to Ziglag, I became sick and my master found me good for nothing and he left me to die in the wilderness. He left me to die in the wilderness. And when David asked him to show the enemy's troops, he asked David, he requested, the slave requested David, don't kill me. Because he knew that he is an enemy of David. Don't kill me. And he said one more thing, do not deliver me to my same master. Amen. Amen. I believe God is speaking to you spiritually when we talk about all this there are people out there they are wounded by the devil they are thrown on the streets and they are of no use and if you go and talk to them they will say that they will plead to you do not kill me I am a sinner do not do anything to me do not pray against me I am a sinner I know God I know that you are a child of God but do not do any harm to me and do not either give me myself back to the devil. I want to get out of this. That was the prayer of that slave to David. I want to get out of it. Now when you go and tell them about Christ, they will find their new master. They will find their new master. They will ask you. Then they will, you may ask you, show me a place where the troop is. He will take us to the prison. He will take us to the roadsides, the downtown areas and show these are the prisoners. These are the people, they are bound and we will be able to share the gospel and deliver them and rescue them from the captivity. Exactly the same thing David is doing there. He spoke to that man and he said, can you show us where they are kept under bondage? David's men, listen to this, they already lost their wives taken as captive, they lost their children but they had a vision to care for this man they had a great vision to care for you know that's the vision God is expecting the church to have when we are in trouble you know we lose sight on others when we are sick we forget to pray for others when we are in the battle we really narrow our eyesight and we fail to care for others God wants us to widen our vision. Number four strategy in the battlefield, don't allow your circumstances to narrow your sight. Amen? Don't allow your circumstances to narrow your sight. This morning we are going to ask God, Lord, widen my sight, Lord, so that I may see what is happening across the globe, not inside four walls. Don't allow our circumstances to lose sight on those who are left alone. It's true that we need to go and rescue our family. It is true that we need to settle our, settle our family in this nation. But God is telling us to not lose focus. When we find them, we need to care for them. And they will recover. And they will find a new master. And they will start serving in your army. Finally, David restored the loss. We'll quickly read those scriptures and close. Verse 16. And when he had brought him down, there they were spread out over all the land, eating and drinking and dancing, because of all the great spoil which they had taken from the land of the Philistines and from the land of Judah. Then David attacked them from twilight until the evening of the next day. Not a man of them escaped, except 400 young men who rode on camels and fled. So David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away and David rescued his two wives and nothing of this was lacking either small or great sons or daughters spoil or anything which they had taken from them David recovered all of them then David took all the flocks and herds they had driven before those other livestocks and said this is David's spoil amen what an amazing story David and his men battling against the enemy in a very peculiar way, which speaks to our lives this morning, the way enemy is attacking our lives, the enemy, the way enemy is working in our lives. In order to summarize, strategy number one, admit your circumstances. God wants us to get back to Him. God wants us to come back to Him and tell Him, Lord, spiritually I am bankrupt. Spiritually I don't have strength. I need you. Number two strategy come out of our circumstances. David strengthened himself in the Lord. God wants us to take a step and come out of the situation that we are dealing with. Number three stand up against our circumstances. It's not enough we come out. God wants us to stand against the circumstance. And fourth strategy don't allow our circumstances to narrow our vision. God, that is the ultimate purpose of finding that Egyptian and bringing back into the fold of David. That is the ultimate purpose of the whole scenario here. Amen. Shall we all stand for a moment this morning?